Through the Storm, Episode 3, Jesus Walks on Water. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams, I'm your host today, and once again I am joined by Pastor Wes Hillis. Hello. And our summer intern, Jonah Lore. Hello. Welcome, gentlemen. Glad to be back together on the podcast as we uh, finish up this yeah. mini-series, mini-series. Yeah. yeah, two two weeks in a row, I guess, yeah. yeah. And like yeah, it's... Maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's finishing up this kind of series we're doing. Um, this, I believe, is the episode that is out when we're at the Senior High Retreat. Hey! And nice. so, yeah, we have a lot going on. Uh, if you're listening to this on the Friday of us being at the retreat, just pray for us that the retreat is going well, and that is an awesome and wonderful and amazing time being up at Camp Cockle with all of our youth. Um, yeah. And yeah, just... How many youth are you bringing, approximately? We or how many youth are there? Four, oh, how many... Pe- in total, because I say people, not youth. Okay. I don't know why, just because it includes all, all the leaders. They don't okay. have an exact number sure. of youth. Um, 145, 147 Ooh, total. How many from Waynefleet? has 52 people going. Nice. So we're one third, we are one third or actually over one third of the people there. Yeah, um, Waynefleet. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, yeah. we will continue to pray for you for safety and, uh, yeah, just that everybody there will grow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So the last two weeks, we've gone through Jonah. We've gone through the disciples in their storm. But I want to start off with something fun. Okay. Like an actual storm, thunderstorm, rainstorm, windstorm, oh. whatever you've been through. What is the biggest storm that you remember ever being in? Whether it's like driving or walking or anything like that. Ooh. You want to go first? Man, I might have to think about that. Okay. Can you think of one? There's one at the top of my head right now. I was driving on Victoria Avenue to my parents' house, and it was this, like, dark night, and it was rain, I think, like, light rain, but the clouds and the sky, it was just, like, it's like, constant lightning. There was, like, that one mm. night that yeah. was just constant lights, like, constantly, and I just took a video for like 30 seconds and I'd never seen the sky so like so bright at night. Yeah. I forget when it was. This was like a couple of years ago. Mm. But it was just very magnificent seeing yeah. the storm like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one. I like I keep thinking back to the Christmas time storm. Um Oh jeez, yeah. Well, but what stands out to me about <laughs> about that one is um we didn't get any snow yeah at my that's house. right yeah so like it was christmas and we were gonna have christmas at my mom's house but we were cooking like the chickens so we got up and we like started smoking these chickens to bring to christmas and i started getting these messages from my family so i guess christmas is canceled right and we're looking around and we're like i mean it's a little windy out but we were still like we were cooking outside where the rest of Ontario was not touching was the like, outdoors. <laughs> yeah. So then they were sending us pictures, and I was shocked at how, like, you know. Just ten, down the t- road. Just down the road, 10, 15 minutes away, because I'm in Wellandport. And um, even even Wes, I remember texting you and being like, is it that bad? Because, of course. And I was like, heck, yeah, it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. As, like, the media and communications director, I'm getting messages. Pat was here at the time. He's like, I'm sorry, we have to cancel. Can you help get the word out? And I'm like. I don't understand and so i remember texting wes like how bad is it and he's like oh yeah like i can't see the road from my house yeah 
so that was probably the the worst storm I yeah can my remember. my house is right on highway three and like i have a not a long driveway i would say a medium-sized driveway yeah for country country and you have a short con- driveway I, country i have yeah. a short driveway i couldn't see the road at all and i remember watching like snow like just fly across and just being like oh well there's a snow drift there's a new one there's that one yeah yeah biggest storm i've ever been in that i can kind of remember was we were my my mom and i were driving up to king Carden. that's where my parents cottage is their home now because they retired mm-hmm. up there um i still call it the cottage it's a whole thing we'll talk about it some other time sure um <laughs> it just it was perfectly clear like i mean just clear as could be there was no rain no nothing and then it just hit mm-hmm. and you know where it gets to a point where the rain like we had to, like the radio was on the sound of the rain hitting the car was louder than the radio wow so we had turned the radio off and it just it kept coming and everyone on the road just pulled over you couldn't see the car in front of you and we were in traffic and you couldn't see the car in front it was bumper to bumper Crazy. you couldn't see the car in front of you goodness people's four ways are on you couldn't see the four ways because the rain just got so thick and so heavy there was no hail it was just pure rain and it was like i remember being there in the car i'm like we can't see the road we can't see nothing you don't yep. know if there's a car coming in front you can't see the lines like it was just like pull over like you are not moving and stay like that for 30 minutes Whew. and it was just like what the heck yeah there was one storm camp Kakwa last year senior high retreat what we're talking about right now okay so if this was the friday of camp of when we're at the retreat last year this exact day we were we the, all the guys were in a retreat cabin okay started to rain right at the session ended we're like okay everyone kind of go back to cabin it's gonna start raining probably gonna be like they're like thunderstorm apparently might happen it's not meant to be big right I'm staying up at the top of a retreat right by the window. I crack the window a little bit because I'm staying with guys and they get stinky really quickly. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Just you wait. So, um, and all of a sudden, thunder just came and lightning just came. Lightning hit the tree right outside of retreat. Oh, no way. Didn't break it or anything, but you could see where it hit. Yeah. A few trees right in front of retreat fell down and went the, like towards the lake. But the thunder and the rain, all the guys went to bed. And about 10 minutes after I went to bed, it just started. And everyone just got up and we're just like, what is happening? <laughs> the sky is falling. <laughs> and I remember everyone kind of went down to the porch just to see it. And that's when the lightning hit. And that's when we all went inside. We're like, nope, never mind. <laughs> um, and I remember going back up to bed and Ryder Goodrum, mm-hmm. one of the youth, he didn't come downstairs. But he was like, well, so when is this going to end? It was like an hour after Aww. just constant thunder and yeah. lightning. I said, Ryder, there's going to be a really big one, and then it's just going to stop. And sure enough, not even a minute later, the biggest thunder I've ever heard in my life, like yeah. the biggest thunder crack, it just like shook all of retreat. Crazy. When thunder wow. shakes your whole cabin, yeah. and if you've been to Camp Kakwa, retreat's not small. <laughs> no. It's the biggest one there, yep. and like it's not, it's not completely sturdy, but like it shook like it shook us like we felt yeah. it in your chest you know when bass drops like yeah, you feel yeah. it we felt it wow and i rider just yelled at me he's like is that it and i was like that's it <laughs> we're good Go to sleep. Yeah. we're good that was that was probably one of the biggest storms i've been in of just like those kind of things but yeah storms are fun i like thunder i love thunderstorms me too yeah i do they're they're really fun to watch Last year, I think in Wayne Fleet, we had a record. There was a almost like a record number of thunderstorms, wasn't there? I think it could be. I don't know. 
I remember I remember when I first moved here, but it was like, we don't get storms. It's lovely. It's great. First summer I was here, we had so many thunderstorms. <laughs> I'm like, what are these people talking about? West breath of thunder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to get that embroidered on a pillow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, storms. We're in a series called Through the Storm, and we're just kind of going through it and that kind of stuff. So I want to kick us off with something in Matthew. Sure. So this is Matthew 14, verse 22-24, and it says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowds, and after he had dismissed the, after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from land, beaten by the waves, and the wind was up against them. Now, remember, we talked about the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. Constant storms. It wasn't, it wasn't abnormal because there was always wind from the east. It just caused this. But Jesus gave the disciples instructions. He said, get into the boat and go to the other side. You know, kind of like, I'll meet you there. I'll yeah. dismiss this. You guys are good. I'll meet you over there. And the disciples were obedient to Jesus. They said, yeah, sure. We'll do that. No problem. See you later. The disciples right that um, where they needed to, they were right where they needed to be, and in the middle of what God actually wanted them to experience. God, not that like I'm saying God caused all the storm and bad thing, this frightening things to happen, but rather that I think what Jesus is doing is like He knows that they're they're going to where they need to be, they're going to where they need to be, and I think sometimes, and this we're starting heavy with this one. Are we guilty of thinking all of the problems in life are caused by actions that we take? You know what they say. Every every action has an equal and opposite reaction. That's a hu- very human thing to think now, I think. Uh, I would say yes and no. I think that sometimes we take ownership. Oh, I did. I should have. I should have. I should have. And I think other times we want to blame someone else. And some things we just have to admit is that life happens. Yeah. yeah. There's some situations that aren't in our control. and No situation no is situation. Like totally in our control, yeah. let's be honest. But and I think we, we believe this idea that our actions cause it because it provides us comfort that we're in control. I think that's the thing. Humans like to be in control. Yes, we do. We, we, <laughs> we struggle letting things go <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Not anyone here on this podcast is to blame for that. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit of self thing right here. Um, I think the world really believes this as well. Mm-hmm. I think the world really believes that, like that kind of we've said, every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. Reaction, yeah. yeah. So the disciples were obedient to what Jesus commanded them to do, yet they faced difficulties in the storm. Sometimes storms are caused by things that we have done, like in Jonah's story. When we yeah. talked about Jonah's story, we said our main point was that sometimes we cause our own difficulties. Others are no fault of our own. This verse highlights that you can do exactly say what God wants to do, be exactly where God wants you to be, and still face things that will struggle and still face storms. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that if you do exactly what God has pl- ha- wants you to do, that everything is going to be peaceful with sunshine and rainbows. And no, there will still be struggles. And that was never promised to us. And I never think that, promised that is us. like something no. that we think is promised to us or like maybe a... If you're not in the church, I think that that is like a misconception about the church. Yeah. It's like if you go to church and believe in Jesus, you get sunshine and rainbows, smooth sailing. And it's not because it says the narrow path is harder to walk and follow. I was going to say, in fact, Jesus promises that you will have you troubles. You will go through difficulty. <laughs> Look at the disciples and the apostles. Yeah. Who were almost all killed in terrible ways. 
Yeah, for their faith. For their faith. They were imprisoned even before their deaths, yeah. a lot of them. We've, we've, we've talked about the quote I mentioned where uh, a mother and son are talking. And the son, who has no relationship with God, nothing like that, the mom does. She has dementia, is dying mm. of other illnesses. The son visits her, and they don't, they don't have a great relationship. It's like, it's like, look at you. You who have believed in God all your life, look where it has gotten mm. you. You are, you are nothing. You are crumbling apart. You can't even like, feed yourself. You can't even dress yourself. And the mom says something, which is just like, dang. It's a mic drop moment where mm -hmm. she's like, Sometimes the devil lets people live the most comfortable life that they may never know their need for God. And to me, that is like, that's a mind little mind-blowing because yeah. it's like, dang, if we don't think about that, but the, the enemy is sneaky. and Yeah. That's a good quote. That is good. Yeah, he didn't promise us a straight path. Like no. we're walking, we're all walking on a path, but it's like, it goes side to side, mm -hmm. crooked. Like it's not, it's not a smooth It's not path. smooth. No. And that's something I, I think you're right. It's a misconception we have in 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 the in the Christian world today, is that no, if you accept Jesus, everything goes great. And Why no. would you bother believing in Jesus if you're not gonna? Exactly. People think that's the that's the benefit, and that's not the benefit of having a relationship with Jesus. So, think, since we're talking about that, <laughs> what are the dangers of believing that we will never face troubles because we are Christians? Well, then we get blindsided. A hundred percent. We get blindsided and then it turns into this. Well, obviously God's not real. If all these bad things happen to me, I chose to believe in him and nothing's happening. Yeah. No, that's, that's, it's the opposite. That's actually true. Is that just because, and especially because we believe in God, we're actually going to get targeted more by the enemy, yeah. <laughs> which that's not easy to admit. And that's not easy to speak about. I understand that people struggle talking about the enemy with that, but it is very true we talked about this. Jesus, uh, we Jesus said, um, "Does a doctor, you know, come for the healthy?" Oh, yeah. No, you know, a doctor comes for the sick. Yeah. Jesus came for those who were struggling, who who needed to repent, who needed this, who the needed healing. salvation, who needed mm -hmm. healing. Does the enemy come for those who are unrighteous? Nope. <laughs> he comes for the, the ones who believe in the name above all other names. Yeah. Like we said, he, he, he's, he, someone quoted, I think it was um, C.S. Lewis, said something. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to quote it right at all, so I'm not going to say I'm going to quote him, but he said something along the lines of um, the Satan, devil, biggest mission is to take the word Jesus, take the word God away from us, though we never mm. really realize it. Look how comfortable our, in our Western world, our lives are comfortable. Yeah. We are so comfortable. But then you go into places like, let's say, South America or Africa or these people, and they don't have what we have. And we're thinking, how are you happy? How are you? And the thing is, a lot of them who are, who are Christian, like look at Africa. Huge Christianity swing is going on in Africa right now. South America is mm -hmm. blowing up like Christianity, not, not in a negative way, in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. But, and they say, well, we have God. And it's like. What more do you need? What more? <laughs> like, and it's mind-blowing to think, like, these people have this, and it is just, it is insane because they have such a beautiful connection with God. I did a sermon a while ago on Sunday where we talked about childlike faith. Yeah. I look in countries around the world like that, and I'm like, they, they, they're adults, they're elders, their people have that childlike faith. Mm -hmm. We've, and I, I look at us, and I'm like, what have we done? <laughs> what have we done? 
but I want I want I want to keep moving because I think we're building on something that's good here. Sure. This is Matthew fourteen twenty five to twenty seven, and it says, "And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. So, do you guys know when the fourth watch would have happened? When, when a fourth watch of night would have happened? I'm assuming like, I mean, I would have to guess it was like one of the last ones. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're right with that. Pre-dawn, maybe? Pre-dawn? Yeah, like 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Okay. So, you have to think, that is the deadest of night. Yeah. I know we'd say like a.m. So, we're like, oh, morning. No, that's the darkest night is. Is always it is always darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. There's symbol, so much symbolism, and it's amazing. But it's always darkest before the dawn. So they think he's a ghost. They've never seen someone walk on water. It was a frightening situation, and it's not easy one to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. But well, Jesus, they'd be tired too, I imagine. Oh, 100 Three a.m., four a.m. The guy getting woken up for the fourth <laughs> watch is like, what the heck, uh. guys? <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus' response to their fear is take heart for it Mm -hmm. is I. Jesus gave him three words for them not to be afraid. It is I. In life being full of uncertainty, how can this command actually help us? We are going to repeatedly find ourselves in circumstances that are Mm -hmm. scary and that require courage and actually like they require us to take, to do something. But we can remember that Jesus is with us to take heart. And I like that he didn't say, hey, guys, it's Jesus. He said, it is I. Well, who is I? They, they know that voice. They knew his voice, and they recognized it above the storm. And I think that that is really valuable to point out, yeah. too, is that they, they knew his voice when they heard it. Yeah. And that is, that is something that's so, I think, important to us. Because I can't remember what it says. I'm pretty sure it says in Scripture. I may be wrong. Someone tell me if I'm wrong. Please tell him if he's Please. Alrighty. <laughs> I believe in scripture in the New Testament. It says, yes, it does. It talks about how my sheep know my voice. Yeah, it does. For sure it does. It talks about how my sheep know my voice. Didn't you do that? At the we one? did a series on That's this a while ago. <laughs> in junior high, I'm pretty sure the verse is uh, John 10, 27. Thank you, Jonah. Wow. So the sheep know my voice. His disciples are sheep just as we are his sheep. Yeah. That we can know his voice. We know when God is speaking to us in that in that tone, in that way. We're like, I, I know it's God. For all of us, we go through uncertainties that we face. Whether it's maybe we're waiting medical results from our doctor. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's bullying. Maybe it's facing uncertainties in relationships. Each of them are scary and uncertain in their own way. But we can make it through these with courage if we remember that jesus is actually there that he is present mm-hmm. matthew 14 28 says this and peter answered him lord if it is you command me to come on the water he said come so peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to jesus and there's something so important to that so what was peter's test to actually prove that it was jesus he said call me out call yeah. me onto the yeah. water with let you. me come out onto the water to you I think that's an interesting way to prove if it was Jesus. What other things could he have asked? He could have said, hey, Jesus, tell me something only you would know. Mm-hmm. Like, what's, you know, tell me the thing. Yeah. Hey, Jesus, can you come closer? You know, we can get a good look at you. I'll be like, yeah, it's yeah. you. All right, sweet. He we'll didn't ask to- him for a different kind of miracle. Like, no. calm the storm, Jesus. No. 
He said, if it is you, call me out to you. Hmm. Peter had immense faith that God could accomplish anything. He did. It's, it's shown through scripture. Peter had immense faith. If Jesus could walk in water, Peter reasoned that surely he had the power to help, that Jesus had the power to help Peter walk in water too. Peter's courage to do the absolute impossible is amazing. And I ask, what would our lives look like if we believed that Jesus could do miraculous things for us today as well? Hmm. If we actually went wholeheartedly, I, I think sometimes... I'm not saying that we don't. I want to be careful. I know you're, I guess I saw the face. No, I, know you're I didn't give you a face. <laughs> but we all deal with doubt. And I think, I think in the back of my mind, even when we're praying, even when we're going through that, we hear that doubt sometimes in our voice, right? Yeah. It's like um, the story I mentioned when I, when I did a sermon on childlike faith. Yeah. Uh, Brock, right, the Weeb family, oh, Brock yeah. and Ashley, um, Becca wanted her toe to be healed. Yes. And Brock being a parent, like, oh, yeah, right, yeah. But we listen to the world sometimes and we say, well, that's already been decided. That's already been done. And remembering that God can actually do miraculous and amazing things and to s- try and silence the doubt to even, because that's a childlike faith. Yeah. To silence the doubt, to push all doubt aside and be like, God has this. Yeah. And sometimes God doesn't answer us in the way we think or the way we want. And it, it, it happens and it's hard. Yeah. But I think to have courage to believe that God can help us reach those things, mm-hmm. to have the courage to believe. I find that word to have the courage to believe interesting because I think it takes a lot to push all doubt aside. It takes a heck of a lot of courage to put 100% of your faith into what God can do. And not all of us do it. Like it's, 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 I know this is harsh, this may be very harsh, and some people are like, I disagree <laughs> with that. Well, all right, let's talk about it. Yeah. We're human beings. We're broken. Mm-hmm. Our actual human essence pushes ourselves away from God. Yeah. We have doubt inside all of us, and the enemy is constantly at us. Life sucks. Like, we all know it. And the thing is, it gets to a point where sometimes we doubt so much that even in our own prayers, or even in our own talking with God, we're like, but you know, I guess if it doesn't, like, that's doubt. Yeah. So to have courage to push all of that aside, to push the doubt, push the push the negative thought, push all of that aside and just be like, God, I 100% wholeheartedly trust in you. Check my heart. There is no doubt in me. Mm-hmm. I want to fully believe in you. I want you to fully take control that we can do this, that you can do this. It takes courage. It goes against all human knowledge and understanding to do it, actually. Mm-hmm. Peter was successful at walking on water. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a miracle. And we got to remember, yes, at first. Mm-hmm. Situations can change very quickly. Matthew 14, 30 says this. This is right after Peter got onto the water and started walking. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Peter became afraid. Peter, who had so much faith in, in all of these things, who was a testament to faith, became afraid. But his circumstances didn't change. It was windy before. It was windy before. But what changed? He looked somewhere else. His focus. Yeah. His focus changed. Yeah. But he cried out, Lord, save me. Mm. 
But why did he have the confidence to walk on, to walk before in the middle of the storm? But then his confidence failed. And it's what you guys spoke of. His focus came back to the storm. His focus mm-hmm. stopped looking at Jesus and be like, whoa, you are walking on water. Call me out, Lord. And he kept, and, and started walking towards him. And then, and then he looked around and went, what oh my goodness, done? I'm on water. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just do? Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's like focus on the storm and the wind and I could drown. Like we talked to this Jewish people who were not fans of water like this. Yeah. Well, and it was the night. It was night. It's dark. It was a storm. And you're right. The water was mysterious because they didn't have like scuba diving masks. Yeah. And it was like completely unexplored at the time. So what does this mean Yikes. for us? What I think it means is that when we are in the middle of our difficulties, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. He needs to stay our center point, our our true north for this mm. for our storms. And in storms, the greatest thing people do is to look at a compass and be like, how do we get out of the storm? Yeah. Jesus is, no matter what, our way out of the storm. It, it's hard to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and not all the bad around us because what is what is what is the it says that for every one negative thing what seven mm. positives yeah it's like a big number yeah or for every one negative if you get like a negative review yeah it has to be outweighed by seven positives yeah. to be like considered it negated yeah that's crazy mm-hmm. so it's easy to see that when the bad things are happening we focus on the bad more but when in reality, we, we really need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Mm-hmm. To not get distracted or overwhelmed or distraught by the problems, but keep our focus on Jesus. This was Matthew fourteen thirty one to 33. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. But when, when Peter falls, when Peter starts drowning and cries out, Jesus instantly, it, doesn't, it, it says he reached him. That Jesus was there. Jesus reached out and took his hand. And he asked Peter, why did you doubt? I think when we see, you know, why do we think Peter doubted? He, we think that, you know, that God would be able to help and provide the answer for that. You know, like yeah. God would be able to help provide. The reaction of the disciples was they recognized Jesus' power. They worshiped him. I wonder what Peter did in that instance. I, I, I wonder what Peter would have done in that instance. Just got called out, walking on water, then started doubting. Got sit, And I, I just wonder, I'm like, what was Peter's reaction in the boat? Would he have been embarrassed? Would he have been? I don't know. And I wonder when Jesus and Peter stepped back on that boat, because you know when pe- when when people are like helping each other and they land on something, they usually look at each other. Yeah. Just be like, okay, we can let go of that kind of stuff. I wonder what that eye contact, that facial expression would have been. Like, there's so many things I wish we could see and witness I and know. just understand. You wish you were right there. I know, right? Yeah. It's, oh, but I, I I truly think. When Jesus says, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? It's not, oh, you, of, like, what are you doing? It's much more, I feel like, of a soft-spoken thing. Yeah. Where he knows that it is there. Because like he, he, he could have seen Peter. 
if we take it from Jesus' perspective, he sees Peter focus on him directly and walk on water. And I can just imagine Jesus being like, yes! <laughs> and, then, and then he starts to sink, and he's like, no! <laughs> and I know I'm humorizing it, but it's a very serious thing of Jesus being like, you were that you were you were you're amazing yeah look at the focus that you did look at what you did look at what you accomplished at the same time you know why why did you doubt yeah kind of like a teacher coming alongside a student who you could see was doing the right answers doing right everything and then just right then got the question wrong and it's like oh you what how 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 did you get there <laughs> and i think our our final thought for this is that God is there to help us in the storm, and we just need to remember to keep our focus on him. That when the waves get high, whether it's mental health or anxiety, like, whether it's mental health or whatever we may go through, I'm saying mental health a lot because I feel like for our students, that's what they're going through the most. Yeah. Whatever it may be is keeping Jesus as our center. Jonah, you wear, you wear a necklace of a cross around your neck. Yeah. That helps kind of center you, doesn't it? I feel like I've seen you grab that before, but it's a center thing, right? When I when I spoke on my testimony in the summer, after saying it to the whole congregation, I just like I didn't know what to do. Like it felt <laughs> such a relief telling my yeah. story, but so much truth came out that I just this is all I had to hold on to. Right? Yeah. yeah. But there's that focus piece where even in the midst of it was a great spiritual thing of sharing your testimony, mm-hmm. but it's it's a storm at the same time because you're riding through all the waves of emotion that you have felt through all this time. Yeah, you cling to Jesus in that moment and cling to Him in the focus and be like, "I'm I I, I need you right now, always." And mm-hmm. I think that's important, to and that's why we have those physical things we can rely on. I I I always think it's important for all of us to have something physical that we rely on. For me, I have a tattoo. Yeah, I have two I have two tattoos. God is greater than the highs and lows, and it is finished. Mm. They're two important reminders in my life yeah. that God is with me. It's not something that's, he's not over at the side. He's with us. Mm-hmm. And that's something so important to remember. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Wes. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes, if you want to chat through this um, anymore, you can reach him at Wes at wingfleetbic.com. My email address is julie at wingfleetbic.com. And yours one more time, Jonah? jonahlore623 at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Bye. See ya.